everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 50, Tales from the Trail. Trust the Trail is sponsored by Blueberry Hosting. If you're looking for a cloud service to host your podcast, look no further than Blueberry.com. One free month just by listening to our podcast. Just type in Trust the Trail and we'll post a banner link on our Trust the Trail podcast page where you can listen to all of our podcasts on www.thebackpacker.tv. Very cool. In celebration of our 50th podcast, this episode is dedicated to why we love the outdoors and a celebration to new beginnings. Absolutely. So first, we want to thank everyone who has listened and downloaded our our 50th podcast. It's been great. Um, we looked at some stats and we have been downloaded in all 50 states, which is very coincidental since this is our 50th <laughs> podcast. Very cool. So it's very cool. So thank you. Thank you. California digs our podcast, by the way. So a huge shout out to California and the Pacific Crest Trail hikers and the John Muir Trail hikers. We love California, so thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And when I checked our worldwide uh, podcast downloads, Japan loves our podcast also. So, Kinichiwa. Did I say that right? <laughs> oh, boy. We just lost Japan. <laughs> So don't always believe what you That read. was hello in Japan, by the way. <laughs> I hope it was. I didn't offend anybody. My sincerest apologies for my partner. <laughs> don't 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 go to Google next time. Hey, you know No, but no seriously, Japan, mm-hmm. thank you for listening Absolutely. to us. You Absolutely. are you are killing our stats worldwide. Yeah, so. thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Hope we didn't butcher it too bad. Um, so, yeah. So. Well, I mean, so this podcast really is about first timers, you know, your your first time experience out in the wilderness. And, you know, it's the whole the whole new beginnings aspect. Um, you know, it's really interesting. This is what makes the outdoors so special and so connected. It's a community of people really, truly working towards this like same goal or the same overall encompassing idea of needing or desiring to be outdoors and whatever element that is. And, you know, you know, first timers really do have this balance between, you know, figuring out where their fear is and, you know, pushing that envelope, um, you know, to overcome fear but also needing and wanting to be comfortable at the same time. Um, so it's, it's just so interesting because in our every single daily life, we trust so many things that we really shouldn't be placing this immense amount of trust that we have. But it's routine. It's regular. It's, it's the norm We for don't us. even think about it. We don't even put any thought into it. But the idea of going out into the woods or the wilderness or even like camping and all of a sudden the car is packed to the brim with every what if there's like so many fears going through your mind you're like so intrepidatious about like this thought 
when really it's like probably some of the most safest environments to be in. And you know, I think it's because every horror movie ever made <laughs> has been made in the woods. You know, I mean, I just, really, if you say I'm going to go out in the woods by myself, they think, oh, my God, you are going to die. I you know, a lot of horror movies actually take place in the woods. No, in in homes. I think there's a movie called Deep in the Woods. <laughs> I know, but really, I mean, if you think no. about it, you know, where we live in Atlanta, there is much more fear in our neighborhood probably yeah. than in the woods. And so, you know, it, it's just so funny how people really get, you know, they have a, a genuine fear of going out by themselves but, alone in, but the, at the, in same, the back country. But, yeah, but at the same time, it's just so natural to fear it, which is so odd. So, you know, this podcast is truly does, a, you know, like kind of formed around why we truly love the outdoors. And it's the first timers, the people who are experiencing it for the first time that truly bring that inspiration back because it, it, it helps, you know, kind of jolt our own memory of our own first times when you have to start somewhere you have to take baby steps and things don't always and most often don't go right and those are what bring this community of backpackers and and hikers together and those are the memories that kind of stick with you. So well, there's something about the outdoors that connects us all. And the cool thing is, is that we just keep going. So when first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yeah. And so the stories that we're about to share with you are all people that we love, that we still talk to, that we've taken out in the outdoors and we're they have just connected. made the best memories for us. Um, we sent a newsletter out a couple weeks ago about uh, sharing uh, your stories with us that you've, that you know, when we all went backpacking, share some stories with us. And so we have, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, please do. Um, so we got some incredible stories that we want to share. Um, Pretty much all first timers. All first timers and some <laughs> of their memorable moments of why they love the outdoors and why they keep going out there, although it wasn't always perfect the first time they went out and it wasn't always safe the first no i shouldn't say safe it wasn't always a comfortable experience no it wasn't comfortable <laughs> no no it wasn't comfortable at all so um so i want to uh the first story comes from our friend joe who uh you know he was he had gone outdoors a little bit before you know he was not you know like he had never gone out there before but he was pretty new to backpacking and so he really wanted to go out there and and really really connect with the outdoors but he really wanted to you know do some big things while backpacking so we went out there we were with a group of people and you know joe was not a real talkative guy he was not like somebody who's going to ask for help i mean if his pack was too heavy he'd carry it and he would never tell you that he was struggling if he didn't know how to do something he would never ask for help. Um, he was very, very quiet. But <laughs> the one time he did ask for help, he came up to me very quietly, very, very softly, and said, "Hey, um, uh, Scott, I was wondering if you could, if you could check my finger for a minute." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. What, you know, what's the deal?" He goes, "Well, you, you know, you've got your your first aid uh, certificate." I'm like, "Yeah. Why are you hurt?" He goes, "Yeah, I cut my finger." And I go, "Well, how'd you cut your finger?" And of, of course, his finger, he's not showing me his finger. 
And I'm like, well, why did you cut your fingers? So, well, I put my pocket knife in my pocket, upside, you know, like right side up, and I didn't fold down the blade. And then I forgot I put my <laughs> knife in my pocket with the blade up, and I, I put my hands in my pocket. I go, let me see your finger. Well, <laughs> that poor man <laughs> stuck his finger and this thing was bleeding profusely <laughs> i'm like joe we got so we got some bigger problems <laughs> we got some big problems I go, scratch. I go how long has it how long has it been like this he goes um a couple minutes i i looked at it and it it, it seemed concerning <laughs> like so we broke out the first aid kit and we wrapped them up and i went okay so we cleaned it all up we we I, it didn't look like it needed a stitch, although it was close. Um, so we wrapped it all up and, and, and we got it to stop bleeding. I'm like, for, for the love of everything that's holy, you do. don't stick this in the water. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if you have to tie your arm behind your back. Do not stick your finger in the water. What's the first thing he does? He stuck his finger in the in creek. The water. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he goes, um... Yeah, so I um, forgot what you said. <laughs> I put my finger in the creek. I go, give me your finger. So we had to clean it all, uh, clean it out <coughs> all over again. Um, but he, you know, he's gone. He's gone on some big back backing trips uh, after that. He's a lot of fun, but he was so quiet. He was so shy. He, you know, he never really wanted to ask, you know, for help. Um, but I think when your finger's like profusely bleeding, that's probably a good time to. To say something. Well, he did. He, he did. did. He was, he's a great guy. Absolutely <laughs> have a lot of fun with him. <laughs> so our next story comes with um, somebody that we had taken out on one of our backpacking boot camps. And it's Hannah. And she, she still follows with us today and is a good friend of ours. She, we were teaching everybody how to hang their food bags. Yep. For the night. And she was very confident. And she was like, okay, I, I can do this. I, I've got this. She, <laughs> for some reason, every, she missed the whole direction of looking around you first to make sure that you're clear from all other objects, people, wildlife we needed a wide we, well we didn't we should have had a very wide perimeter <laughs> much more than we offered <laughs> but, you know, everyone was watching her do it so there was a multitude of people standing behind her you would think if someone's going to go throw up right standing behind a person is safe yeah you would yeah. think you would you would you would not think after this experience <laughs> hannah wound her arm up i mean it looked like she was going to have an epic throw. She was determined to not De fail. Determined not to fail. <laughs> She's going to throw underhand, so her arm is way up high. She swings her arm down. It looks like she's going to throw, but she threw it completely horizontal backwards. <laughs> and It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to a bowling alley? Yeah, and the guy throws the ball backwards. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> like, he's facing the pins, but the ball actually goes <laughs> to where the, everyone is sitting in the back. Well, I'm thinking that the people behind her are the bowling pins that you're aiming for. And, yeah, she's aiming for the limb above her, in front of her, above her. And instead, she takes out. 
two people behind her. I mean, just clean takes them like out. People were diving everywhere. I mean, it was like if that would have been in slow motion, that we, I mean that video would have gone viral for sure. We really should be. We really should be taping. It these. was like but, whoa! People were just like flying everywhere. You know? The, oh the, yeah. I mean, you have to re- remember this is this is an overnight, right? But these are, you know, people new to backpacking and new to, you know, the aspect of trusting that what they have is sufficient. And so her food bag was probably sufficient for three full days, three nights on the trail. It was pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> took him out. Yeah, it took took him out, man. <laughs> no humans were harmed. In the, yeah, in the making of this of podcast. This <laughs> Actually, I take that back. <laughs> so um, my <coughs> my friend Robert, he this is it's going back a couple years. Um, he sent an email reminding me of when he first went backpacking. Um, Rob was he was pretty high strung. He was a, a, a financial advisor, investor, and so. He was trying to kind of, you know, just kind of slow down a little bit. And so um, I took him out backpacking and, you know, we're trying to prep for his first backpacking trip. So he's like, I'm going to I'm going to get the ski. I'm going to go. And he was really super excited to go. I mean, you know, that's the one thing about, you know, uh, people going out for the first time. They're so excited and they're very passionate about you know, really embracing the outdoors. And so he wanted the full experience. So he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy gear. So I recommend gear and he, man, he buys the best gear, the best, you know, like the top of the line gear, you know, two grand worth of gear. Wow. I mean, just (laughs) the best. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you should just, Tone it down. Tone it down a little bit. Let's <laughs> see if you like sure it you first. Like <laughs> you know. And just, no, I'm going to get the best. If I'm going to go out there, I'm going to get the best. Well, for some reason, Robert, I don't, I don't know where the breakdown <laughs> happened for him. But for some reason, he thought he could just, and maybe he ran out of money. I don't know. But he thought maybe he could skimp a little bit on the tent. Your most important piece of gear, shelter. It's a little important. <laughs> shelter is kind of important out there. Maybe not the most, but pretty so, high up there. So he decided to skimp. So for some reason, you know, he was buying this really good gear, and then he got to his tent. He's like, well, I'm going to go and see if I can get a used tent or go on eBay. So he goes to eBay. He buys a tent. And so we're sitting in his living room, and we're, we're, we're packing all of his stuff, and we're prepping for all his stuff. And I'm like, hey, Robert, so have you tested your gear? All this gear that you bought looks really good, but have you tested any of it? He goes, no, 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 no. I don't need to. It's going to be fine. I go, what about your tent? Maybe you should set it up, see if it leaks. No, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. So we go out backpacking. (laughs) Well, this poor guy unpacks his tent. He sets it up. And I noticed that it's kind of (laughs) tiny. The tent's kind of small. And so he gets in it and his feet are sticking out about a foot from the tent. 
I At go, any point in the setup, was he concerned about the size of the tent? Oh, we were all concerned about the size of the tent at that point. And so, and it was cold. It was like flurries that night. It was a little snowy. And so he's laying, I'm like, what did, what kind of tent did you buy? Well, it ends up he bought a children's tent. <laughs> and so he, he must have not looked at the dimensions at all. <laughs> and so he bought a children's tent. It was like a little teepee tent, too. It looked really cute in the backcountry. <laughs> cute. Cute will cut I have a great photograph of it. His feet oh, are wow. actually sticking out of the tent. And so, you know, we're all we're all setting up our tents. And so he, he comes he comes to me and goes, Hey, um, yeah, can I can I, you know, can I share can I share a tent with you? You know, can I come in your tent? I'm like, no. No, no, you can't. <laughs> I go, lesson you know, learned. lesson learned, dude. <laughs> I go, you're going to learn to read the dimensions when you buy gear and test your gear before you bring it out there. So, so Robert, I've, a, I, he, he sent me this email to remind me that of, of when his foot, I have a great photograph of this guy laying in his tent with his feet sticking out of his tent. And, um, I mean, we gave him so much. Oh, my God. We teased him. It was all guys on that trip. And we just teased him so much, man. Poor guy. I mean, he had less like this. I mean, his feet froze all night. And then you guys all jump on him and tease him endlessly. Yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But, Robert, thanks for the email. Thanks for reminding um, but he still, he still backpacks today. He still goes out there. Um, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, his, his kind of lesson is that, you know, that's a valuable lesson, although it sucked. But, um, when, when you have that kind of experience and you still go outdoors, um, and this was like what, 10 years ago, probably when you still go out and you're still backpacking today, that's a, that's a, that's a great gig. You know, it's a great thing. Well, obviously something connected that was was greater than the frozen toe episode that we had such a good you know what, but we had such a good time on Which, that trip. We had a great fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we were yeah, all sitting around I, drinking but, a little spiced apple cider and But when it You know, connects, we had such a great time. But yeah, exactly. So when when being out there connects more than you know, a singular, you know, experience that may have not gone the way you imagined it going. That's when you know that the outdoors is really right for you. It's, it's really something that you can take and draw off of for future events. So, well, you also had a experience of backpacking boot camp when you first started teaching backpacking boot camp in, in Illinois. Well, you had somebody come with their backpack in a like a hefty trash bag yeah so when we first started um we started a backpacking group in chicago and we decided just to kind of open it up to everyone and we went i think we went to i'm not i'm I'm trying to think of where we went it was like two and a half hours away from Chicago. 
And so I was gonna say river to river, but probably no. I think it was up. It was probably in Indiana or Wisconsin somewhere. And so, and, and so we're kind of piling up in the car. We're getting ready to go, and this guy gets out of the car, and he has a um, got a garbage bag over his shoulder. And so, you know, everyone's got their their gear, their backpacks, their you know. But this guy, he's got his this garbage bag over his shoulder. And I'm like, hey, that's, you know, like, cool, man. Like, you know, let's pack up your pack and, you know, let's go. And he goes, um, yeah, well, this is this is my pack. <laughs> and Santa Clausing it. <laughs> and we kind of looked at him and we're like, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. You know, really, where's your pack? And he goes, no, I mean, it's I'm, I just put some supplies in the garbage bag, I was just going to carry it like this. Extremely resourceful. Extremely resourceful. And budget friendly. Budget friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but not a, you know, not a backpack. Not realistic. Not realistic. So I'm like, really? You're going to just, I mean, we're going to, we're going to do about like seven miles the first day. You're just going to carry this over your shoulder like that? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll be fine. I'm like, you know, we're gonna be doing hills and stuff like that, right? Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be good. Well, we <laughs> we got him a backpack. <laughs> we we got him a backpack, and we tried to fit him. We used to have our Chicago meetings at REI, so we used to, you know, we could get gear and stuff like that. So we got him a backpack put it on and he was really really he's a great guy he was a really big guy too um had the whole hat on and the whole outfit on and he was really really raring to go and i think he was kind of disappointed that he could not carry the garbage bag seven miles we own there was a way like we kind of wanted him to do it you but... take the home away from a man what are they left with <laughs> right so <laughs> that was that was really where boot camp was invented right that that integral moment it was kind of initial like maybe we should do some maybe we should do intro to backpacking some serious training yeah (laughs) that's really where it was invented and that was like back in 2005 2005 i think around there yeah when backpacking boot camp was was invented with a guy great guy i hope he still is out there today but it was just the memory that I will never forget. You know, it's funny. I have a memory of um, a very good friend of mine. Um, a little, little on the uh, uptight side about things. But, you know, I mean, you can't help your personality. Jeez. I mean, I'm a perfectionist at things. So, And she had been begging me to take her out backpacking she's like please i need to go backpacking i need to get out i need to get out into nature um she was definitely a hiker but not a backpacker and so i was like okay let's do this so i i you know kind of did all the back end work for her everything like that we're on an overnight backpacking trip uh, it was just her myself scott was there and then one of our other friends Um, who also desperately needed to get out. Well, because we were such good friends, we never really talked about the basics of 
kind of setting her up for a successful first backpacking trip. I kind of, I kind of forgot to talk to her about some just basics in general. And so. And sometimes that happens when friends want to go with you. Yeah. You know, when, when friends like say, Hey man, like take me backpacking. You're just like, we we forget that they, we also, we, we forget sometimes that we, we, we kind of need to look at them like people that are taking our boot camp class. Right. And, and so we, we completely forget about it. They're like, yeah, let's go. Miss the mark on that one for sure. And she's, she's walking funny, you know, we're, we're, like, <laughs> we're at the campsite, right? No, we hadn't even gone to the oh. campsite and she's kind of walking funny. I was like, are you, are you doing okay? She's like, yeah, I have to pee. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll just wait up for you up ahead. And she's like, no, 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 I can't. I can't go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. No big deal. Let it go. She's my friend. I'm not going to We're on the trail, right? We're on the trail. We're on the trail. You keep going. She's walking funnier. And I'm thinking, all right. I was like, have you peed yet? And she's like, she's like, I can't, I can't pee out here. I can't. I'm not going to pee in the woods. I'm like. Okay, that's something I should have known a <laughs> yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll go. I've but... heard of fear of the backcountry, but never <laughs> fear of peeing in the backcountry. That could and be I'm a like, problem. I'm like, but you've hiked before. And she goes, yeah, I've always held it. I've always held it. And I go, okay, here's the moment where reality hits your idea of what you thought. And you are on an overnight. You're going to have to pee i don't have a toilet i didn't pack a toilet with me yeah you're gonna have to do the deed and she's like no i'm gonna hold out as long as i can and i i was like okay but which what what does that even mean i'm gonna hold out as long as i can at some well, point wait for it you're gonna one... submit right true so, <laughs> right and i'm like okay that's great and all i get where you're coming from but at some point this is going to do detriment to your bladder. Like if you hold it, it's going to be worse for you. It's not healthy. And I'm trying to like pull this like friend angle that I, I can kind of get in on her like psyche because I, I know her really well. And I'm like, okay, this is unhealthy for you. You probably shouldn't extend your body like this, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't buy it. And I'm like, crap. Okay. Well, she's just going to pee her pants and then I'm gonna, it's just going to be the reality. So I'm trying to reason with Thus, her. I'm going to hold it as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, when you know that you've reached your holding limit when it's so, dripping down your leg. So at some point, we, we get to camp. We set things up. She's just looking miserable. And I'm like, okay, you've got... To just go. It's not it's not that bad. Just drop your pants. Do it. It's no different than going on a toilet. Like, squat up against a tree. Brace yourself. Whatever you need to do. She's just like, I I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, well, you're out here now. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got two options. Yeah. You either drop your pants or it goes in your pants. Yeah. So, <laughs> one of the two. Playing this, like, hard love kind of thing. And... She finally realizes the situation that she's in and she's not going to win this battle against her fear of peeing in the woods. And it was a very legitimate fear. So she goes and she does it and we hear a scream. She's like, not happy. (laughs) She comes back sulking and she's like, 
I'm like, are you okay? You okay? Did it go well? (laughs) And she's like, just so adamantly and definitively, she goes, I peed on my shoe. (laughs) And I just burst out laughing. All friendship probably gone out the door at that point because that moment of her accepting her scenario, the situation in which she was in, and she had feared it so much that it ended up with her peeing on her shoe, probably because she held it so long. She she had no other option. But it was just that moment where she was proud of herself for doing it, but she was also devastated that it didn't go well. <laughs> and, I, and it just, it brings back these flood of memories of like, but that, if you think about that it, what, what would is, have been the alternative? Right. I mean, if but you think about either <coughs> completely peeing in my pants. Or on your shoe. Or on my shoe. I mean, really? I mean, it did go well. Well, I guess. Not in her eyes. Not in her eyes. But, but it. I mean, ultimately, it wasn't disastrous. But it was that, that de- definitive moment of I've accepted the failure. I've faced my fear. I think I can pee tomorrow morning if I have to and be okay. And it was just that really cool moment to watch a personal friend of mine go through that and kind of remember the other end of it where I used to be. And, you know, she had to get that out of her system. Yeah. You know, and she's... Figuratively figuratively and literally. She literally had to get it out of her system. But, Um, But now she goes outdoors all the time and she's an avid hiker and... You know, that's the thing. It's it's like, you know, it's like that you first time. You have to time, start somewhere. You, you got to start somewhere. start somewhere. Absolutely. Which actually, yeah. So anyway, um, so we had a very similar experience, fear of bugs. Fear which of is, bugs. Which is a pretty normal. That's a pretty It's normal a very fear. normal fear. I mean, I even experienced that fear at some capacity at one point when I first started tarp tenting. We took our friend uh, Jacqueline backpacking, and she had never. This was her very, very first time backpacking, and um, you talk about talk about you know learning backpacking. Talk about like Mother Nature throwing everything at you backpacking. I mean, that was an amazing adventure. It was an amazing adventure, but she got everything, man. I mean, if you want to learn backpacking, you want what happened to her. She got, she just had an incredible, incredible amount of rain <laughs> the first day. I mean, it a was raining. Downpour, it was raining so hard. The trail was actually like a, a waterfall. Creek. Yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah, we were walking, we were hiking uphill. This this water is just streaming down, and so and her attitude was so oh exceptional. she had such She's a great like, attitude absolutely this is amazing let's do this yeah let's, let's so, go up this creek <laughs> yeah she, great <laughs> attitude no creek in the agenda. great attitude so she reminded us about the story that um, we were you know we were at a just a beautiful beautiful. Um, Baldwin, North Carolina. If you've listened to our previous co- uh, podcast, this is the helicopter. Episode. <laughs> this is the helicopter up this episode. Absolutely, <laughs> trail blunders are real. Um, but this, on this, she pic- survived the po- the helicopter. And yeah. The yeah. next morning. Um, right. Absolutely. The <laughs> next morning, we hear. Go ahead. 
So we are all abruptly and very violently awoken to the sounds of a screeching woman yelling bloody murder from her tent. Why won't you die? Why won't you die? die which is not <laughs> normal not, not normal <laughs> you don't want to wake up to that i helicopter mean helicopter than this yeah in the wilderness i can see why people are scared of the wilderness when they hear <laughs> you know it's like oh my god the horror story the horror stories are true so everybody is awake I mean, and this was like at six thirty in the morning, man. Wide eyed, <laughs> yeah. Like We're she like, is screaming, like, like with passion. Oh, ex- extreme and complete passion. Like I don't think I've ever heard anybody scream in the background. And she was dead serious on the question she was asking of why won't you die? There was a spider in her tent, a singular, innocent, non-threatening spider. <laughs> She did not want it there. She was not happy that it was in her tent. And apparently the spider was stubborn at dying. (laughs) It resolved itself. She killed the spider. (laughs) Well, after multiple attempts, obviously. The first two attempts went completely wrong because the spider was like, no, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to stay here and stop you a little bit. This is my my territory. (laughs) So... Yeah, it resolved itself. She she came out of the tent in pretty much a panic. We were all wide awake, and uh, we just decided, looks like it's coffee time. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. None of us were going back to bed after that. Absolutely. But that was, you know, you know, and it reminds me of a similar instance that we had had. Um, we had a girl that was hiking with us. She has successfully done the PCT after taking, you know, several trips with us. And she decided she, she kind of had a bad night one night. She had an extreme amount of spiders because in her tent, it was summer, and spiders were coming into her tent left and right. And it just daddy, daddy long legs i mean very innocent non-threatening you know but on this like mass amount of spiders entering your tent she had forgotten to zip up her tent and so she just had spider after spider after spider and you when you put on your headlamp you can see it so she was really upset and so she got out of her tent to go to the bathroom because she's like i can't deal with these spiders in there (laughs) She, she goes to the bathroom she chose not to take her headlamp with her she steps, I don't know, 20 yards away from her tent. And she doesn't have her headlamp. And all of a sudden, she hears the rattle of a snake. <laughs> and she's like, I hate it out here. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> she's just screaming. And I, of course, I rush her. And she's like, I can't handle this. Of course, you know, she's she new went to backpacking. On, she went on to, you know, experience backcountry backpacking to an entirely new level so kudos for her for facing her fear time and time and time again (laughs) but um but yeah which leads me to another snake story oh yeah yeah we were on 
yet another boot camp. Of course, you know, boot camp keeps co- coming up. We're, we're, we're in the, uh, we're off the Appalachian Trail in the uh, Big Frog Wilderness. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Blood Mountain Wilderness. Yep, we're yep. in the Blood Mountain Wilderness off the Appalachian Trail. And, um, you know, I had a really, I had a pretty fun group. It was right after a rainfall. And I want to say it was in the fall, I think, maybe. Um, a little bit colder, I, I if I remember right. But um, we were it's right hard up, to know you. You wear sandals. I've done so many. <laughs> I know I wear sandals all the time. But um, yeah, so I was. We were trying to collect firewood, and and we do like, it as a group. We do it as a group, um, and so it was like maybe like six of us. So I'm standing, I'm standing, kind of like lecturing people, like. Be careful of snakes. There's a lot of snakes out here. It's a notorious area for It's a notorious for area for snakes. specifically. And so as I'm like telling people to be careful of snakes, watch for snakes, blah, blah, blah. The guy standing next to me, who, by the way, is um, a retired police officer <laughs> um, who went backpacking for this first time. He's, he's standing next to me as I'm lecturing people. Okay, you guys, no, seriously, be careful of snakes. <laughs> yeah, there's some snakes around here. You know, he he, tell, he, he goes, um, is that, yeah, is that, is that a, a copperhead copper right next to your foot? foot? <laughs> I mean, I was about three inches away. Who's that? I'm standing right next to this copperhead. He's going to go. He's wearing, like. Wearing sandals. Wearing sandals. And I'm sure the copperhead was like, dude, you are an idiot. <laughs> you know? You, you this are. This is not a first time. You, you are. You are. You are. You are putting me out there and you don't even see me. It's a good training material. And so. So our friend. Our friend Dale, who's, who was the cop back then. He he goes. Is, I think that's a copperhead. And I looked down. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. That's what I'm warning that, you about. That, that's a copperhead. So be careful of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for that guy. <laughs> so I just kind of just kind of gingerly moved away. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm, I felt like going like behind a tree and just like crying for a second. I'm right. like, oh my right. god. When the instructor god. goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it was so funny because um, our friend Dale, we we tell that story all the time. I mean, that's what connected us. That was the beautiful thing about, okay, yeah, I could have taken one from the team. But it <laughs> <laughs> could take it a little bit. But, you know, that was, that was the beautiful thing that connected us because now we're really, really good friends. We talk all the time. And that little story, that little connection – uh, albeit it was a poisonous snake that could have, you know, <laughs> <laughs> potentially killed me. Um, but, you know, that's the that's a great thing about the outdoors, that those little stories of mishap mm-hmm. that connects us all, I think. Right? Right, right. So, we have a fun other, we have one more, well, a few more, but story about... Oh Miscommunication. My God. Miscommunication on the trail. That could be a whole podcast, by the way. Oh, my God. Miscommunication. So I was not on this particular trip. So, Scott, tell it. 
This is a great story of miscommunication. So we were, um, I'd taken a boot camp class out and uh, we had two girls that um, were, were kind of partnered up together. And one of the girls uh, did not have a tent, so I lent her uh, my tent. And the other girl had her REI tent that she had just rented. It was she didn't even, she didn't even own the tent. She had run the tent. So she didn't, she was kind of unfamiliar on how to set it up and everything. So we went out on the Chattooga River Trail on the border of South Carolina and Georgia. And it was kind of windy, but it was great weather. But she was allergic to bees. I know that well. And so she tells her friend, she says, hey, I need you to be my my like my partner if I get stung by a bee I need you to be able to shove this EpiPen in my leg and give me a shot if I recall you had stated she was highly allergic highly like allergic highly to allergic so and so I told her I'm like well a very certainty that if she got stung that she was going to right. definitely need the use of the EpiPen right so I'm like, oh, so I asked the other girl, I'm like, have you, do you know how to use an EpiPen? She goes, I do know how to use an EpiPen and um, I will, I will be there. If she, she yells for me, I will be there. I'm like, okay. So they are camped about maybe 30 yards away from each other along the lake, along the river. And there's kind of like a, there's, there's kind of some sand there. And there's a little and bit of a hill a, there. This is a fairly big river. It's a big river. Yeah. The Chattooga River is big. It's and not your measly little creek. <laughs> right, river. right. So we get up in the morning. We're going to break down. It's a little windy. Um, the girl who's allergic to bees starts, you know, breaking down her tent. Well, she doesn't realize that, you know, when it's windy, you need to break down your tent and pack it up before you unstake your tent. If you've listened to our podcast about trail blenders. Right. <laughs> well, well, we did the same thing. So <laughs> did the exact same, exact same thing. <laughs> so, so she unstakes her tent. I get it. And, her, and the, <laughs> the wind picks up her tent and flies it like a kite into the Chattooga River. It's a pretty fast moving river. It's a pretty fast moving river. <laughs> Well, the other girl, the EpiPen girl, is breaking down her tent and hears the allergic bee sting girl scream, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and she goes, oh my God, that's my... That's my cue. That's my cue. Takes, <laughs> the, Epi, takes the EpiPen <laughs> and runs over the hill with it like in a stabbing position like she's got it in her in her fist gonna i'm gonna stab my friend with the epi that is some dedication right there and is running she towards is ready to ready to go ready yeah. to be there for her yeah she's running towards her with, with the epi pen in her hands to stab and she's running at her <laughs> so tent girl who's now is freaking out is this uh, the girl who rented the tent? Rented the right. tent. The tent's in the river. Everyone hears a scream. Oh, my God. Oh, my. So, so EpiPen girl is running towards her. 
And literally, the other girl has to stop her and say, no, no, don't stab me. It's my tent. It's my tent. And the other girl's going, I'll take care of you. You know? <laughs> and so... We luck overzealous. We thank God that the tent fully did not go in the middle of the river. <laughs> it kind of like shanked a little edge. bit, skirted the edge, but that tent would have gone right down. It would have been like that's where they filmed the movie Deliverance. It would have like actually gone over Sluice Falls right. and just like <laughs> and this tent would have just gone bye bye. So we all get in the river, we get the tent, and. So, yeah, so she almost got stabbed with an EpiPen for her tent flying into the river for no reason. But I have to admit, EpiPen Girl was very passionate about carrying that EpiPen. I mean, she looked like a ninja warrior coming over that sand dune, <laughs> you know, right, ready to stab, stab her friend in the leg, which has to wonder, hmm, you know... She, you know, she was she, a little, she was a little, excited about a little overexcited about stabbing her friend in the leg with the other pen. <laughs> oh but, but both of them have ended up being great outdoor uh, adventurers and backpackers. The Epic Pin Girl completely got into mountain biking and is a huge mountain biker. And the other girl bought gear and she's gone backpacking all the time. Which is very cool. Right. Which let's hope our friend Jim has bought new boots. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Jim, um, our friend Jim. Very good friend. Very, yes, very close has, friend. He has bought new boots. He has bought new boots. Um, he was kind of like a uh, like um, kind of old style or I won't say old style, but I'll say old school. You know, A-frame backpack. Very old school thought. You know, mentality. the old, the big Kelty A-frame backpack. External I have the frame. Gear, let's use it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's thirty years old. It's still good. He was with us. Um, I don't think I had met him yet, but he had gone on one of our trips um, over Blood Mountain on the Appalachian Trail, and he had the A-frame pack. The you know, the oldest the old army boots I've boots. ever seen. <laughs> probably from the 30s. Dear Lord. I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, the heel was so broken that when he stepped, it went sideways. And I, I it was the most stressful trip. Um, I remember because I had to like hike nine miles with this guy. And the only thing I could stare at was his back of his boots. I hiked behind him because I was so afraid he was going to like twist an ankle. I mean, I could only stare at his, his army boots. I'm like, Jim, Jim, can you straighten those boots out? I mean, is there <laughs> any way the, the heel isn't even hitting the ground anymore. It's going sideways. You know, I mean, is there any way we can fix those? He goes, no, they're fine. He goes, I'm used to hiking them this way. I'm like, oh, and, you know, I would just stare at the, it was, I've never stared at a, I've never stared at the ankles for such a long time. I mean, it was really nerve wracking. He is a great, great guy, by the way. 
and we've gone <laughs> on really many many adventures with him uh <laughs> he does have new boots thank god he finally got new boots and a new backpack and a new backpack <laughs> right, right. from time to time he will th- you know break out the old a-frame but we told we still tell that story to jim we still yeah. share that story he goes yeah i know it was yeah i know it's like jim man I was like you were my blood pressure was like through the roof man i mean <laughs> thank god i was never so happy to see a guy get in his car <laughs> i was never so happy i was like thank god <laughs> Which leads us to our very last story to share with you. Um, back when Scott was offering boot camps um, in Illinois, in the Chicagoland area, um, he had a girl that he still communicates with today come and join him on one of his boot camps and trips. And so, I'm going to let you take it away. So Amy wrote uh, us a letter when we sent the email out. And she goes, remember when I left the picnic table on fire? <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, um, we had taken Amy on her first backpacking trip. And she decided to buy a European. She had <laughs> she had old this old gear. She had a European um, canister with an American like kind of like pocket rocket. And they don't fit together. And it was like the old white gas pump where you had to pour the fuel in the canister. And so she was trying to pump it. The Obviously, the two didn't match up. <laughs> and so she was trying to light it. I'm like, I don't think that's going to work, Amy. I don't, you can't, you know, Europe and American, you know, it, they're, they're not going to match up. They're not going to shoot. No, I, my friend told me it's going to work. Well, she ended up spilling the butane all over the picnic table and accidentally lighting the picnic table on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) me me and my friend Jim, we're just sitting on the picnic table. It was just like a little fire, like a little butane fire. And she like runs away. And so Jim and I are just like putting the fire out. And she goes like, I I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, she goes, you guys didn't seem to, to like be worried about it. I'm like, well, no, no, we're, you know, it's just a little butane fire. She goes, I am so sorry. I lit the, I, I lit the, 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 the picnic table on fire. So I'm like, don't worry about it. Let's just cook. She's like, okay. So we get everything going. She's trying to cook her, trying to cook out of her pan. She's got the flame going. We borrowed a pocket rocket and she's using plastic, tongs to hold her pot over the fire <laughs> and guess what melted not the her plastic pot. <laughs> tongs so so then her her hot boiling water lands on the picnic table <laughs> so she wrote that email reminding us of that we still laugh at this day and she's still backpacking to this day you know, I think that's the whole encompassing theme of all of these stories that we've shared with you is, you know, you have to start somewhere. And first timers have more, you know, stories of, of things going wrong and, and, and things that completely failed to meet their expectations of what could have been and what they set forth to do. But at the same time, there's so much that connects us because at the end of the day, regardless of what 
goes wrong, regardless of you know what happens to all of us out there, it's it's truly the passion and the reason you step foot out there in the very first place that connects all of us in the great outdoors. And I think, you know, those that experience for the first time just have greater risk involved. They have they have more to lose because they are pushing those boundaries of comfort versus, you know, exposing themselves to their fears and saying, well, let's see how close I can merge these two. And that's why we have so much passion and so much love for the outdoors. Um, so it's a good 50th podcast. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really super appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast, please, please go to iTunes and give it a review. We thank everybody who's been doing that. It really helps spread the word for our podcast. Also, we want to give it a mention to Deborah Scott. Um, she wrote on our podcast page, I love the outdoors. It's what I miss the most since I can't walk very far because of arthritis issues. Luckily, I can enjoy your journeys. I love the quietness of the woods, sounds, birds making their great uh, noises, fish splashing in the water. I could go on and on. I live in the woods in northeast Missouri. and My husband built an eight-foot wide deck on two sides. I sit out there a lot now and listen to the beauty of nature thanks to you both deborah thank you so much for writing that that really really is beautiful um and it just goes to show you that no matter what your age is no matter what what your circumstances in life you might have um it's it's we love the outdoors and so uh we have a facebook group called we love the outdoors um it's connected to our backpacker tv Facebook page. So if you'd like to join that, we would love for you to share your love for the outdoors with us. That would be awesome. In the meantime, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We really have had such a great time doing 50 podcasts for you. We unbelievable. We, we look made forward it. to doing 50 more. We have a lot of fun doing this. And remember, trust the trail. Without doubt.